Welcome to Digital Digital Get Down, the number one podcast on iTunes. That's recorded from Minnesota in our kitchen. Yeah, there's a few criteria behind that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are back for episode 25. Woo! After a short break for Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving, or if you're in a different country, I hope you had a nice Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, we are back. Um, the end of the year is just screaming towards us, mm-hmm. which means if you're on book digits, that that reading goal is staring you down. You're so mean to bring this up. Days to go. Days, a month. Some of us who are well prepared are at you know right on pace with their goal. Some of us who aimed really three books to who go aimed for me. really low and didn't challenge themselves. Fifty books in a calendar year. Yeah, I'm at sixty five already. Okay. And you were like, I bet I have more pages than you. You don't have more. Pa- I have like seven thousand more pages than you. Well, well, we'll be reviewing our final reading stats a year in, in a few weeks, so we'll see how cocksure you sound then. Okay. Okay. Hmm. That just reminds me of that black cock girl video that we rewatched with the the rooster. Yeah. <laughs> the rooster to, just flies away. You're gonna have to link to this. This is again. This is an audio only podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So, what's been going on lately? I've been keeping a secret from you today. Guess, oh. what, guess what I did at work today? You told me you taught Girl Scouts how to garden. Before that. Did you play with an animal? Held a bunch of snakes. Ew. Like eight different snakes, like all over me. Ugh. They were really cool. None of them tried to choke you. No. Well, one of them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Made the move to go up around my neck and I had to <laughs> readjust him. So there was a, um, a hognose snake, a rat snake, a corn snake, um... A sand boa, a rainbow boa, a ball python. Sounds um, awful. It was amazing. They're really cute. What are you talking about? They're so cute. And they just, like, the, you hold them. I can hold them in one hand, too. Yeah, because they probably ate your other hand off. No, some of them are really little, but some of them are really big. And only one of them has any sort of venomousness. What? <laughs> Why was it out of a cage? Because we take them out to hold them and show them to children. Did Harry Potter not teach people anything? Put them behind eight panes of glass. They're behind a pane of glass. <sighs> I did have a Harry Potter, um... Someone came to the, the zoo speaking partial tongue? No. In my gardening class today, I asked kids what theme they would have for their garden. Mm-hmm. And someone said, what would you do for a Harry Potter garden? So we had a whole oh. discussion. And then there was one girl who was also Hufflepuff, and we bonded. Wow. So... That's great. I'm such a good teacher. Okay. Um, I saw Coco without you. Yeah. Rude. Over Thanksgiving break. You said we need to see it. I think you'll love it. You love it. Any anything that touches on the Spanish Hispanic. language, yeah. So you'll get a kick out of it. Okay. Except um, not the Olaf thing at the beginning, because I've heard a lot well, of negative things. What have about you heard that. about it? That like Disney's taking it off because so many people have complained. Huh. That, that it's, it's just not good. Yeah. Well, and it's too long and not good, and it makes you think you're in the wrong movie. That is all true. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a really odd experience. So you walk into the theater. And they, you were with your grandmother, is that correct? Yeah, but she sleeps through the whole movie, so she wouldn't be able to recount it. <laughs> okay. Not even the previews? No, God, no. Okay. So you walk in, and they, like, show a couple of regular trailers. And then they show this odd little thing with Olaf talking about Christmas. And then it ends really suddenly, and it says... Showing before Coco, Olaf's Christmas story. And you're like, wait, I thought I was seeing Coco. So now am I seeing a fro wait, what is there a new frozen movie? Then after three other previews, they show you the full short film. So they showed you a preview for the preview. Yes. And of course they gave all the good jokes in the mini preview. Yeah. So why would you need to show a preview for a short film that's coming As in 60 seconds? As if people are going seconds? to walk out of the movie before yeah, it starts? They're already in the seats. Like, if it's a TV commercial, I guess I get that right. that makes sense as, like, come on, stay a few more Keep minutes. Keep them on the channel, yeah. but yeah. You're a captive audience. That's the whole point of movie theaters. So, yes, it was strange. Uh, there were a few funny bits in the short film. I saw it in, in southern New Hampshire, which is a very white-based audience. So, I don't know, I was just picking up on the racial overtones of the Frozen movie being 100% all white, Norwegian, whatever people, yeah. And then uh, Coco has, I think, zero white characters. Good. 
And like, I was just looking around the theater, like maybe I was trying to read too much into these people's expressions, but during the frozen bits, they were like, oh, ha, ha. And then they, everyone started speaking Spanish and they were just like, huh. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a pretty cute story. It drags a little bit in the middle, but I bet you'll cry at the ending. Okay. Yeah. Um, we also have finally, I know we're the last people probably in the country to start this, but we finally started watching Stranger Things too. Yeah. Um, so that's going fine, I suppose. A lot of swearing by children. If you're really into children's Especially swearing, that first episode. I would subscribe. Especially that first episode. Mm. And we gave up on another children uh, TV show. Which one did we Young quit? Sheldon. Oh, Young Sheldon. I, we should yeah. not have even given it the two episodes that we gave it. Um, Probably not. I just had like the, the little clip preview trailer for yeah. it was good. And I, I should have known that every single good part was in that. And that was... Yeah, I, I don't know what it wants it to be. Does it? Right. Is it want to be for Big Bang Theory fans? Does it want to be for like blue collar America? Do, Maybe it feels like a less funny version of Raising Hope. Right. That's what we came up with on the last episode. It, yeah. Not impressed. Will not continue watching. Um. What? Just a quick note on John Green because a few reviews on Book Jidges have been showing yeah. up for his new novel. I checked Amazon. Amazon. He's got his whole five star brigade going strong. So he's got a good review on there. But there's not enough DFTBAers. Down to keep being awesome, right? Don't forget to be awesome. Okay, there's yeah. not enough of his fans on Book Digits. I think, I think you're getting the honest, critical review on Book Digits. And it's not quite glowing yet. We'll see. Neither of us have read it yet. Hmm. Okay. Um, so do you want to start with good news and bad news? Sure. I had. We were supposed to play Elizabeth uh, singing this. We're going to play her? Good oh, news, yeah. Bad news and good news and bad news. Um, I had two weeks, and I did not really come up with one bit of good news. <laughs> the only thing that that's come to me oh, is, you know, for all the people who complain about being forced to watch commercials on network and cable TV, uh-huh. I, hit, I think I hit fast forward on a show the other day, and then something caught my eye, so I played <laughs> it and rewound it. And it was this trailer for, what's it called? Downsizing. <laughs> and I said... This is your good news. Yeah. It gives me, it restores my faith in, in, in TV commercials. They're but not, worth, not in Hollywood. Oh, God, no, I won't go see the movie, yeah. no. But, my God, I thought, like, it had to be, like, an SNL short that was just randomly thrown this up on this awesome. channel. No. This is an honest-to-goodness movie Matt Damon is, must be like, Matt his, Damon. Bang, his coffers must be running low. <laughs> so I guess this is the director behind Sideways and some other kind of quirky films. But I watched a full extended trailer of this movie, Downsizing. <laughs> Did you? Yes. And it it still is bizarre, but at least it gives it a little bit more time for the some idea context. to develop. Yeah. In the 30 second trailer, they're like, <laughs> whoa, we're making people tiny and they look, there's a huge crack around, whoa. Yeah. Matt Damon's small money. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids taken, like, really seriously. For, politically minded? Yeah, politically minded Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I mean, I kind of support it in terms of overpopulation, but we should, uh, we should instead just, like, stop being dicks about resource use. I don't think right. we need to shrink ourselves. Yeah. I think that's a bit of an extreme so, reaction. So, yeah, Matt Damon and Kristen Wiig are married and are struggling financially, and so people are doing this thing where you go into the shrink ray and you turn into like a four inch person and then all of a sudden, like in in their trailer they have this bit where it says, oh, your $40,000 is now $4 million in this tiny world. And then, but the trailer goes on and on. I feel like it's going to be like a two and a half hour movie. Doesn't it seem like it should just be a New Yorker two panel comic? Yes. Like, time to downsize, honey, and then they're small? Like well, you that could kind of tell from the, the trailer that the whole gimmick must play out really quickly because most of the trailer is about like this redemption story for Matt Damon because spoiler alert, Kristen Wiig does not decide to decides not to get shrunk at the last second. She abandons her husband. Okay. And he needs to find his purpose in the little world. Oh Jesus, I thought you were gonna say that they realized what a horrible mistake it was to be shrunk no. and they had to find a way. No, back. he realizes that he just needed to become small to find his and purpose. And he leaves Kristen Wiig. Yeah, he finds his purpose. So who gets their money? Unclear. Yeah, we so have that, already spent too much time talking about this. That was the only good thing that happened to me in two weeks. Um, you didn't see the Nigerian bobsled team? No, is this that a was cool my running parody. 
basically, but it's the uh, Nigerian female bobsled team, and they're wow. awesome. I saw a little video of. Are they going to be in the Winter Olympics? Coming yes, up? they qualified. Wow, and they're really co- they're really cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah, um, the other. Get on up. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm just doing the cool running. Got it. But you just did yeah. the middle of it. Yeah, know? just bits. Okay. Um, my other like just assumed good news if I have nothing else is just whatever carpool karaoke has been. Yeah. Has been on. There was Pink. There was Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. They were both fine. And and you finally helped to explain the concept of carpool <laughs> karaoke. How many of these have we watched? And you watched do not figure it a out. A couple dozen at least, and I just think to myself every time I sit down, I go. Okay, at the beginning, James Corden's always on the phone. He's There's always loads saying, of "Traffic, I really need yeah, your help." Yeah, he's always to saying, work. "I need your help," and I'm going, "Can you get me does, out of a jam?" Does James Corden not have GPS? You know, what are these celebrities bringing to the table that are helping him? <laughs> it's in the improve name. Carpool his karaoke. It's then in the you name. You broke it down for me, and you said he's using the carpool lane, which. In my defense, he is always driving through suburban side yes, streets. Yes, he is. He is never on the freeway. And I don't half even the time think he's in a parking lot. I don't even think the California freeways have carpool lanes. So there's an investigation that needs to happen. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Okay, glad we cleared that up. Okay. Um, I and I'll, my next one is kind of good news, segueing into bad news. Mm-hmm. Good As news, all good news do. Good news. Darren, who you always make fun of. Yep, for not recording. Has a new some EP coming out. Tunes. And he had a very, like, sincere, genuine thing saying thank you to all my fans who have been there since the beginning and have been waiting patiently for this. So he knows that he's been digging But then he said he it. doesn't want to be a radio star. He just said he's not doing it to write a pop single. I'm, he must have, like, gotten offers after Glee to write, like, shitty pop yeah. albums and they didn't want his music or something. Yeah. Um, so. We wouldn't want him to become another Mark Sailing, that's for sure. Don't. That is too, too soon. soon. <laughs> too soon. Um, the bad news of it yeah. is that he's doing like a concert for it in LA, and it's his first concert ever. And he mm-hmm. promises that he's going to play. Not true. I've been to a Darren Chris first concert. concert in a while, yeah. and he promises that he's going to play like some of the old favorites plus some new stuff, which I know you say is every concert ever. But yeah, that's pretty much what the definition of a concert. Yeah, but I wish will I he could do Disney songs? Do you think? Probably. That's how mm. he got his start. You always try and combine part of your world from Little Mermaid and Proud of You Boy from Aladdin, from the Aladdin musical, and you always, you always sing to the tune of Proud of Your Boy. <laughs> part of your world. That's not the song. I mean, they are both Alan Menken, I believe. There so you I go. Guess. I've got an ear just for sampling. it. Um, speaking of other bad news relating to Disney things, mm-hmm. I know we're not supposed to talk about T-Word and I could go on all day about it. Mm-hmm. I just cannot get over the fact that he made a really derogatory Pocahontas comment yeah. while honoring... On Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, while honoring Native American veterans. Yeah. Does, like, I just don't understand what's going on in his brain that he thinks that's a, an appropriate response. I don't understand mm-hmm. how people can see that and think it's funny or think it's not not a problem. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, he couldn't keep his fat mouth shut for two seconds and just hand up the medals and just say, thank you for your service and hand up the medals and save that comment for Twitter later in the evening. Like, in front of the faces of these, like, elderly Native American veterans. See, I, I'm fearing <sighs> I've lost my taste for what's funny, what's good, what's smart out in the world. Did you think that was funny? No, but okay. my question is, are there people who are, like, like laughing themselves to sleep I think there are people that just that. don't think it's a big deal. Mm. And that's the problem. It's like they can't see that that's offensive. But no one thinks he's like good, like true entertainment or good. They politician. think he's honest, which he's is like just the biggest lie. Straight shooter. He lies every single day about every single thing. <sighs> it's gonna be fun how they're gonna write about this in history books is someday. It, is it gonna be okay? Next, there won't be a U.S. anymore, <sighs> and he'll control all the history books. So, oh boy. Anyways, do you want to jump in before I lose my mind? Uh, bad news? Um... No, that was my good child, news. Child labor? Can we talk about that a bit? <laughs> sure, I have some other real light bad news. <laughs> so we can jump into child labor laws. Um, so, do you know what... Nike. Fox, do you know what Foxconn is? A convention where people dress up as foxes. No. Okay. It is the sweatshop where app, oh, all of okay. Apple's products are made. Right. In China. Sure. Uh, so Foxconn, which is not, like, officially owned by Apple, but essentially their Contract only business is Apple. Yeah. Uh, so they were caught. They have student interns, unpaid interns, because who wouldn't love an internship at a sweatshop 
making electronics. I'm sure they say it's an Apple internship. Yeah. Well, anyways, they got caught uh, not paying student interns, and so Apple had to go, ooh, we don't support this, but it helps our margin, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, other technology news, the Pixel Buds that I, was, that I mentioned a while back. Yes. Early reviews, they are awful. Yeah, and so, so I was right. Yeah. yeah, but the bad part is like they're not even good headphones, apparently. Like, forget about the, the language translation bit. They don't even do the job of being a headphone. Great. So that's that. So that went well. Um, and my last um, update from the sports world. Did you hear the NFL's big plan to curb the whole national anthem controversy? They're going to rewrite the rule book for next year and oh, potentially God. say... That all players oh stay in the locker room during the national anthem just to... Why do the national anthem then? Seriously. Other countries don't do that. They think it's weird that we and do it. And the Pledge of Allegiance. The Pledge of Allegiance is weird. Yeah. Like, why... If you're gonna... If you're gonna, like, make these stupid rules to, like, prevent, like, a very effective peaceful protest... Yeah. Then just don't do it. They didn't always yeah. used to do it. Mm. Not it's like, not the Olympics. It's you not the yeah. Olympics. Like, everybody knows what country we're in. It's the same country <laughs> versus the same other country. Now. Like, if you want to uh, do when the Canadians teams are here and do each of them yeah. or something. Lightning lightning round trivia for Heather. What is the name of the national anthem? Star Single Banner. I forgot it one time. That was one time. Okay. <sighs> that was my bad news roundup. Um, another kind of, like, update bad news. Yeah. We talked about Get Out. Yeah, I watched a Get Out video today about um, Jordan Michael King and Peel. Um... Talk responding to Reddit fan theories, and it was like ten minutes long, so I made it through like three minutes. And then I that was up. not what I was going to mention. Okay. Um, I was going to mention that it's listed as a comedy for mm. one of the award shows. Did you see it? It was the Golden Globe story. Be well, there is no horror genre. Okay. And so yeah, it didn't make it in as drama. So they they applied for it for both. Um, How does that even work? Who watches Get Out and was like, "Wow, man, that was funny." It's terrifying. Well, well, the TSA character, there, I mean, there are humorous bits in it. There's humorous bits in every movie. Yeah, so I, I tried to read some of the stories, and I guess Jordan uh, Peele is okay with it. His big comment, which was, I guess, tongue-in-cheek, is that it was a documentary, which obviously yeah. is, you know, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, he's not upset about it, but it's just... I'm just saying, that's yeah. a very white person categorization of that movie. Yeah, it does. No black person would be like, oh, what a great comedy that, right. that was. yeah. It's only a comedy if you're watching it from the outside. <sighs> yeah, I hear you. Um, my last bad news, it's very serious you're for holding you me. in particular. What, that, what happened? They put Freeform, Roger Federer down? Freeform has lost what? the rights to Harry Potter. Hallelujah! <laughs> As of January 1st, oh, that's no why they're Harry doing Potter it. weekends. No more. That's am, why it's been like every weekend lately. I am so intrigued by... Um, Copyright law. Yeah, like... BBC America, I had it on today, and they were bragging about they now have the rights to Titanic. They showed it four times today. Is that what? We watched it, like, bits of it twice. Yes. And it's, like, good for you, but Titanic has been on TV for, like, two decades now. Ages. So, like, how many are viewers they just are you really pulling that's, in? Are they excited because they just have to play it twice and that's, like, their whole day? Because it's so long, I guess the so. And, I mean, <laughs> like I guess there's movie. a British tie to it. It was, like, it. two VHS tapes, remember? Did the ship sink closer to Britain or closer no, to the but Kate US? Winslet has a yeah. British accent, so. Um, I'm just saying, it's, like, a long movie without commercial breaks. It must be, yeah. like, six hours on TV. Yeah, and so I had a lot of hours to kill over over our Thanksgiving trip, mm -hmm. and I could not sit down and watch any of the Harry Potters. Each one that came on, I was go, oh, I won't sit through this one. And then I was like, I got through all seven, and I was like, oh, I don't want to sit through any of them. No, I own them, and I don't think I've ever just, like, by myself randomly, like, with friends sometimes, yeah. put it on as in the background. Sure. And or then, make a drinking game out of it or yeah, something. Yeah, well, that will liven it up. And then the other one for me is uh, The Hunger Games is on all the time now. And I just, no, I, no, no bits of me wants to... There's certain parts of it that I like, but yeah, the, the third and third and a half yeah. ones. Ugh. Okay, Anyways, so we're going to have to rebrand this podcast as Ben and Heather just complain about stuff. We need I mean, some positive reviews of things. 
Oh. Do we even like the things this week? So yeah, okay. I think we'll have some positive things. All right, do you want to do the book or the movie first? Oh no, Mary, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want here, Mary? I guess we're doing the movie. If I'm already in George Bailey, we're already here in Bedford Falls. Okay, so the movie we're doing this week is the Battle of the Sexes movie. Yes. Which I feel like was advertised for like three years before it finally came out. I saw yes. so many trailers for it so long ago. Um, and Emma Stone was at the U.S. Open. They timed it right around when, like, the two weeks that the United States cares about tennis. Yes. I still don't think it made very much money. Probably but. not. Yeah. Um, so, for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about, because it was a little bit of limited release, I think. Yeah. Um, it is the story of Billie Jean King mm -hmm. and uh, Bobby Riggs. Right. Women's tennis player versus men's tennis player. And this, it was in the... 70s. I knew you were about to ask me that. 70s sounds sweet. I'll look it up while <laughs> okay. you describe some more of the plot. <laughs> oh, I said it. Oh. I have right here, better 70s sports feminist than Glow. Okay. That was my first note. Because right. I watched Glow. Yeah. And I think I talked about it. <clears throat> I think I talked about it a little bit on here. Um, Was not like super, super impressed by it. I think this did the same job of like girls with feathered hair and yeah. like girl power. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was better done. Yeah. Because it was a movie and not trying to be 10 hours of a Netflix show and there was not enough content. Right. So this movie, though, is a bit misleading because it's really... It's really more of a Billie Jean King biopic. Like, Discovering her sexuality. Yeah, right. It's I would like have actually... Like, the first half of it is yeah. really her realizing that she's a lesbian or at least bisexual. Right. And but, like, graphically... Yeah. And, like, that was the only focus. There's a little tiny bit at the beginning about their $1 contracts to get away from the U.S. Right. Open. They leave US the, tennis. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's, like, 45 solid minutes of her discovering her sexuality and cheating on her husband with a, with her female hairdresser. Right. Because she's, like, the face of women's tennis at this point. But, yeah, she decides to break away from the establishment and start... Because they won't pay the women equal to the men. Correct. And now... Um, in terms of bringing this around to modern times, like we talked about how much, how excited Sloane Stevens was about her winnings that time. Yeah. Uh, like women's tennis players are the best paid women's athletes, I think, in any Thank sport. Thank you, Billie Jean King. So yeah, she breaks out on her own with the gals and there's a little bit of like a, you know, road trip, um, setting as they're, you know, hopping around Sarah to all Silverman of these. Silverman is like her, like unclear what her position yeah, is. Yeah, sort of manager, sort of manager, tour. agent. Chairperson, something. PR person? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really focused all on Billie Jean King's private life. My One of my major complaints with the movie is that there's very little tennis action on screen. Yes. And I think one of the things that the cast and crew were like bragging about is that they didn't use too many like athlete doubles. Yeah. And I wish they would have had <laughs> a little bit more um, because the actual tennis action was very, very tame. Like m my biggest comment, especially at the beginning, was like I honestly did not know very much about their... The backstory story, or yeah. anything um i only started to follow tennis when we moved to melbourne Australia, yeah. um but i had no fucking clue who they were talking about for like a lot of the first half of the movie yeah like i like a historical movie where i don't already know exactly every event that's going to happen and right. not super familiar with it yeah. but at the same time they just had all these male characters yeah and all these other female tennis players and well, you knew margaret court from mostly bad that's news the only but... one that i knew uh, yeah. nobody else, like, they just seemed to assume that the whole audience would know who these random male, like, sports announcers and stuff were, and, yeah. like, what their relationship was with Billie Jean King and stuff, and I was just a little bit lost with some of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they definitely rushed through some bits, because it seemed like they did, like, <laughs> we said, wanted to focus soft on... glow, uh, yeah. lesbian porn. Yeah, In hotel, much. motels. Yeah. Um, I thought it was hilarious to have Margaret Court as, like, the family first villain because she's still yeah. doing that right 40 50 years later yeah and i assume this movie was in production before she got herself in super hot water for her ridiculous comments yeah but she so, really just fed the flames here yes like she is portrayed as a villain in this movie and has not changed her tune in, in no. half a half a century right so she's kind of billy jean king's rival in this uh in the movie in this part of the movie and then the bit that i didn't know was that marker court played the first Battle of the Sexes, which was really, like, kind of a quiet event that not too many people knew about, and so uh, Bobby Riggs beats her pretty easily, Well, and that's actually what leads to the next bigger match. Right. My big question at the end of the film was, do you think if Billie Jean King had agreed to 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 fight Bobby Riggs, I was going to say, can you imagine? <laughs> Death just match. Just fight, um, to play Bobby Riggs mm. the first time, mm. do you think she would have won? I don't think so. 
What, what changed, are you saying? Bobby Riggs's attitude. Oh, They right. show in the movie a lot of kind of how he... He, I mean, he always was a gambler and, like, yeah. really full of himself and stuff. But after he beats Margaret Court, yeah. he thinks, like, that's it. The I'm end, the yeah. best. He goes off the deep end. Has all these... There's a strange cameo by... Um, Fred Armiston. Fred Armiston, where he's, like, his drug dealer. <laughs> and he just... Uh, Bobby Riggs basically... You got me saying Billy Riggs now. You were saying it the other day, like, from Friday Night Lights. Um, Bobby Riggs just, like, doesn't prepare and just, like, takes these ridiculous photos for the press and, like, drinks and stuff. Whereas yeah. Billie Jean King is, like in a, like, training blackout. Yeah. So I think that if he had played Billie Jean King first and he didn't have all of the ridiculous fanfare around it, he might have beat her. Yeah. And I think that Billie Jean King would have had a little bit less, not that she wouldn't have wanted to beat him, mm-hmm. but she would have gone into it with a little bit more of a, like, defeatist attitude or just like, yeah. oh, I have to do this just to get him off my back. Yeah. Whereas when, when she plays him after he's already beat Margaret Court, she's right. like, Margaret Court fucked this up. Yeah. I need to fix this yeah. for all of women. Kind, right. Because the know? movie gets into kind of her mental state because she's not a terribly confident player for most of the movie. Not when she, she actually, gets sidetracked with the whole yeah. um, sexual awakening, lesbian awakening. Yeah, I got it. Priorities, ma'am. Jeez. So she's having a lot of like a personal kind of crisis or personal struggles. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I that was my takeaway from it was like, I don't think that mm-hmm. she would have beat him if there wasn't the setup of him beating Mark Corder. Yeah. And I still think the biggest mistake that Australia has made in recent sporting years mm-hmm. is not calling it Margaret Court. Yeah. It's Margaret Court Arena. What right. a waste. Yeah, it's really at least call it Court Court. To Margaret be like Court super, Court. Yeah. I think it should just be called Margaret Court. Yeah. I know, honey. I know. It's a problem. They need to ask us these things before. Um but the most ridiculous thing what? is that like like you said, women's tennis has largely kept up with that and, yeah. and paced female players well. But, like, U.S. women's soccer is still having this debate. Totally. Like, the men's soccer team failed to get into the World Cup. And they still are paid, like, three times more than the female players who have won the World Cup yeah. a number of times. And I, I don't think I've ever watched a men's U.S. soccer game. And I have watched many women's U.S. soccer games. Mm. There you go. And they're still not getting paid the same amount. Mm. I really think it should be, because their argument is, oh, the men attract more, like the men attract more yeah, fans, right. and that they win more, bring in more money. Yeah. So I think it should all just be same base salary, mm-hmm. and then you have like, what do you call them? Like tiers or what? No, like what you do in sports when they get like a bonus if they get to certain yeah, rounds like of the an playoffs. Incentive. Yeah. Yeah. Then I think it'd be fair if they start with with the same base. Yeah. And then they get, like, commission, essentially. Sure. So give them commission off the ticket prices if you think that yeah. that's the argument. Give them incentives if every round they get, they get another $100,000 or something. Mm-hmm. Like, make it a meritocracy. The arguments make no sense. Yeah. So it's, it's ridiculous that it's still happening. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's, like, noticed that has not changed from this movie either is um, the kind of mm, chauvinistic ideology. Yeah. Like, we were talking about that when watching the movie because I don't think Bobby Riggs necessarily bought into all the shit he was saying. No, definitely not. I think he just knew how to put on a show. Yeah, he was a showman. I don't think he bought into, like, I'm a chauvinist pig and all that. Like, I think he was just No, he did that. walk around with pigs a lot of the time. I know, but I'm saying, like, he was doing it for the media. Not that he wasn't yeah. a dickhead, which no, he definitely he was, was. hamming it up, you might say. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but the problem is his supporters then take that as fact. Yeah. And that's what happens I with... I can't imagine another person who's had that effect. Yeah, especially not someone who's a fucking president of the United States. So that kind of issue is still happening, too, whereas one person thinks that they're joking. Yeah. Um, and I think T-Word is a much worse person than Bobby Riggs was. But I'm just yeah. saying that same kind of male braggadocio kind of thing mm-hmm. that when it trickles down and, and gets disseminated to the wider public, it's, sure. it's not a joke anymore or it's not it's not funny. Yeah. People take it too seriously. And that's the problem with a lot of racist and sexist and stuff comments is that even if the person saying it doesn't believe it or is just saying it for a laugh Mm -hmm. it's like a game of like telephone like as further away it gets from the original source of their original intent the more damaging it can be okay what's your what's your actor review emma stone steve carell what's your take um i think they both were good i don't know anything about the original people so (laughs) I wish I knew about Billie Jean King when I was younger, though, because I remember yeah. doing, like... You've been a good role model. Well, you had to do, like, those biography projects, like, in elementary school. Yeah. Like, I did Michelle Kwan one year. Yeah. 
And um, I think I would have loved to do one about Billie Jean King. I think I would have, like, she had glasses. I had glasses. Yeah, big glasses. Like, playing sports with glasses mm-hmm. and thinking that you're, like, just as good as the boys. And I think she would have been, like, a really good idol of mine. I don't know if she was kind of, like, pushed aside because the whole lesbian thing. Or well, if, by the time you were growing up, obviously she was a little bit, a little bit old by then. Yeah, but yeah. I think we still hear about other yeah. sports. Yeah, no, I didn't hear much about her growing up. Straight media agenda. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you have any other comments about the actors and stuff? I didn't really know enough about the original. Right, to know if they were really playing them as yeah. as human beings correctly. Um, no, I mean, the acting didn't wasn't a distraction for me, which I guess is usually a good thing. Um, the only distraction was how much her husband looked like a Kendall. Oh, he was gorgeous. <laughs> um, Maybe you can go have your sexual awakening with her husband. <laughs> uh, and then some of the other players on the tour, there was um, Tom Haverford's girlfriend from Parks and Rec. Yep. Don't know who she was supposed to be still. To no, this day. that's fine. And then the, the the love interest from Superbad was one of the other female tennis players, too. Sure. <sighs> okay, well, Would you thanks for... It? I think you have to have some base level of either... Base level of interest in either tennis or lesbians, I yes. would say. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Lean more towards the lesbians, probably. I was interested in the tennis. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly interested in LGBTQTA whatever issues. Yeah. Um, and I like seeing Margaret Court as a dick. Being defeated. As an asshole. Okay. Her being the villain. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, anyways, I, I would recommend it. Don't take your kids. No. Lots of gay sex. Mm. Um, and not, not that there's anything wrong with being gay, but just real graphic gay sex. So don't <laughs> take your children and don't let them listen to this podcast either. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it time for children loving books? Should we do a quick ad break, break first? Yeah. Who are we sponsored by? Book digits, B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S dot com. So we just gave away a raffle prize, mm-hmm. $15 to Amazon. This month, you can win a hardcover of the new, like, illustrated Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them book. And there's no illustrations of Johnny Depp in it. Oh, God, I hope not. Okay. I don't have time to get into that. So uh, you could win a raffle. This is going to be the last raffle in this form. Is that correct? Are we announcing that? We're supposed to give that away yet. But we'll see. We'll okay. see. There's some changes coming to Book Digits in 20, 2018. So get your chances in for the raffle while you can. All you have to you do should. is read and read a book and post a review, yep. and you get entered to win a raffle. Yep. And you can try and see how you're at for your reading goal this year. Try and think about what you want your reading goal to be next year. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite things, you can see a collage of all the books that you've read this year. Snifty. And see your stats, so how fast you've read each book on average, yeah. see how many pages total you've read. See how few good books you've read this year. I'm at four A's we'll right get, now. We'll get there. Out of 47 we'll, we'll have a whole books. episode about it. Um, <sighs> so the book we're reading today. Yeah. The Children love the books. I haven't even watched Elf yet. It's a trash. It's travesty. You always talk about how many times you watch Elf in December. And it is already like December 3rd. And you have not watched it once. It's travesty. Um, so the children love the books. Yeah. We are talking about letters from Sky. I knew nothing going in. I assumed it was a chick named Sky writing letters. Little did I know. Little did you know. So um, it is a kind of historical romance. Yep. Not in my wheelhouse. Um, but... It is very Scottish. It's based on the Isle of Skye in mm-hmm. Scotland, hence the name. And it's about um, an author who gets a yep. fan letter from um, someone in America, a student right. in America. And ends up striking up this at first just like pen pal friendship. Yeah, it's a college student, so it's not that creepy. Not like a not like an oh, elementary school student. Sorry, no, yeah. it's it's a college student, and the poet is like would is college age. Yeah. Um. So they're about the same age. Yeah. And um, they strike up a friendship, which turns into a romance via All letters. All over letters, yeah. And this is the first timeline takes place around World War One, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I almost went back to research before this, but I'm pretty sure. The second timeline is a dual timeline book. And the second timeline is the poet's daughter, who's... Oh, that's World War II. That's World War II. So I believe... Yes. Yeah. So the first... Um, two-war story, kind of. Yes. Well, is the second World War like gives the mother a lot of... Like flashbacks or right. recollections yeah. of the first Brings World War back, that yeah. she that she lived through. Yeah. Um, yes. 
1912 was the first timeline, the start yeah. of the first timeline. So I don't want to give too much away, but they develop this friendship that turns into a romance that um, has quite a few different complications, not even just the war, some personal complications as sure. well. Um, and the forward timeline of the Second World War is this woman's daughter mm -hmm. discovering the letters and trying to find out about her family and her mother's past. Um, and her mother disappears in, in the midst of some of the bombings in World War II. Mm -hmm. um, and the daughter uses the letters to try and figure out where her mother might have gone mm -hmm. um, and reconnect with some of her family that she, that she hadn't met right. in a while or hadn't known. So... I don't even remember why I picked this book up. Maybe because it's hmm. Scottish and I like Scottish stuff. Okay. Um, and I also like epistolary. Epistolary. Yeah, I never books. thought I liked it that much, but I think I'm a little bit of a sucker for it. Right? It still feels a little that. bit like a gimmick, but I'm still like, especially like flirtation through letters, like really gets me going. Okay. <laughs> so um, I read it and I really, really enjoyed it. I read it really yeah. quickly and really liked it. I um, read it quickly too. That's the quickest you've ever read a book probably. Pretty much one day. Yeah. And like two sittings. Which is um, like, you also don't get addicted to books like I no. do. Like I tend to get sucked yeah. into the world of the book. I gave it high addictiveness and um, I gave it a B, which is a very good. That's very me. high for you, especially for like an off type book. Yeah. Like, this isn't, like, in your... I'm, I don't I know think what is in genre, your wheelhouse I think, anymore, uh, but... Yeah, I meant to talk about this on, uh, on the top of the episode, but pretty sure I'm giving up literary fiction next year. High five. It's about time. It's not for me. That's what time. I was taught to say if I don't like it, something. It's just not for me. I'm sure there are people out there who like those I was those taught to say I'm not accustomed to it. You're not accustomed <laughs> to it. Um, so yeah, I give it a B. I really, really loved, like, the first half of the book as that the flirtation is happening and the romance is yeah. being struck up. The secondary timeline, uh, like, felt like a little bit of a distraction, like, you know, let's kill some time while we get more into the details of what really happened. Yeah. But just the voices of the two main characters in the earlier timeline are really, really Strong. interesting to read. Yeah. Yeah. I am, um, I gave the book a solid A the first time I read it. Like, couldn't put it down. Read it yeah. straight through. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Second time I read it, a little bit less. I yeah. was a bit weary. I guess maybe because I already knew the ending and already knew some of the reveals that it mm -hmm. wasn't quite like a breathless race through it for me. Yeah. But I'm a little bit over... I guess I'm going to give away some spoilers here. So okay. if you haven't read the book, I recommend just shutting it off for a few minutes so you don't get spoiled. Because um, this is definitely one that you don't want to get spoiled for some yeah, of the ending bits, I think. Um, but I'm just kind of over the whole, like, they never saw each other again and there was a secret daughter and yeah. they never got the letters. Like, it's like The Notebook. Have you ever seen The Notebook, actually? One time you made me watch it. It's yeah. like... It's like, I sent you a letter every day. And then yeah. she's like, I never got the letters. And the mother stole the letters. I'm over yeah. that trope. Like, I'm over the whole, like, they weren't together for 40 years, 30 miscommunication. years. Because of a miscommunication. You don't feel sympathy that in that time period, that's all they had to go off of? I mean, I guess so. But, like, he went there and then yeah. left. I'm so over that, too. Like, yeah. Sweet Home Alabama has that trope yeah, as well. I love that. I know. But I'm just saying, like... It's not romantic to me for them to come together after all this time. It's sad to me that they had... Like, yeah. He missed his daughter growing up and they had 30 years yeah. of them not being together. Like, the first time I was like, oh my gosh, that's so heartbreaking and they're back together and yay. And this time I was just, just like, like, what, what a waste of, a, of lives. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that's why the first half of the book, I you know, when they were just striking up the romance, that's what uh, intrigued me the most. And after that, it was just kind of like, do I want them to be together? Or do I not? Like, I just want them to get on with their lives one way or another and it seemed like they never did unfortunately yeah and like i thought it was i i'm fine with um what's his face making like a noble sacrifice and letting ian like escape and go back to give it a try or whatever but i had big issues with that whole storyline i was fine with that i did was not fine with like it wasn't working yeah and then he 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 went and she never like i i get trying to give that a chance because maybe they'll both regret her not trying to give, like, yeah. he would regret not telling her that his, her husband was alive the whole time or yeah. something like that. But He just had such a debt of honor that he had to... But I'm like, <sighs> that's what I'm saying is I'm fine with the idea of that. Yeah. But then it wasn't working, so why did neither of them do anything about it after? Yeah. I don't... So I was The second time I was frustrated with it... I was the first time I was too caught up in the whole like romance of the story and the letters and yeah, this and then but that when, and the reveals. But and when then... the main male character ends up in a prison camp and it just so happens to be the same prison camp where the lady's husband is also, that's the part where I rolled my eyes a bit. 
I don't know. I, that part didn't bother me. Okay. That didn't bother me. Did you feel like it was authentic? Not that either of us have lived through either of the world wars. It felt a little, it felt quite modern, the way the letters were written. Um, I think at the beginning, the very first couple of letters, they try and, um, the author tries to make it like kind of formal and of the yeah. time. And I think it lapses a little bit into informality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, I think really he was in love with his best friend, Harry, the whole time. Yeah, they had a good bromance. Yeah, the mm-hmm. stocks and secret messages and mm-hmm. all of that. <sighs> anyway, so if you're still listening, um, <laughs> and if you hopefully you didn't understand any of what we just said if you haven't read it, because I don't want yeah. it spoiled. But I definitely recommend it if you want just like a quick, lovely book. And it's just like fun to read. Like the letters are fun to read. And like mm-hmm. it's very prettily written. Like the prose is very pretty. Yeah, smooth. smooth it's written. smooth and, and like nice to read. Mm-hmm. Melodious. Sure. Um, so I would definitely recommend it. It's really short. You'll be able to read it. Even Ben could read it. Even, day, so. even a slow tortoise like myself. <laughs> so, uh, it's definitely worth the read. Maybe I'll change my book digits username to the reading tortoise. <laughs> the slow and steady wins the race though. Sure. Because I'm going to get to my goal and you're not. We'll see. Ah, uh, okay. I think we should go to upcoming stuff because you claimed you had a long list. I have a few. Um, I have just two. One of them's not really upcoming. Speaking of epistolary stories yes love simon their first yes. official trailer so that's the simon versus the homo sapien agenda the the book the movie has been changed the name to love, love simon, simon. Um, probably smart move probably smart move mm-hmm. um at least for fitting on a poster yeah um first trailer you didn't tell me it was starring my favorite young I actor i didn't realize it uh, what, can you look up his name while I talk about The Kings of Summer? Sure. Which I've seen twice now. I think I want to watch it again any, sometime. But, um, it has your your actual parents in it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> like and actually it has, your parents. And it has Nick Offerman playing a funny, really funny father as well. And so the main kid in it. Nick Robinson. There you go. Good timing. Um, I think he's great in that one. And then he's obviously aged a few years since that movie. And I thought I recognized him in the trailer. And it's like, yeah, he's looking good. He was also in Jurassic World. Yes, right, yeah, he was. And Yeah, he was the the, the reassuring older brother in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um I'm excited about that. I know we've talked about that a few times. Yeah. Um the speaking of Nick Offerman, he has a mm-hmm. new show with Amy Poehler coming out. Did you see that? Didn't you dream that one? Very too. strange. They're hosting some sort of like unscripted re- like reality uh contest show. Are there going to be people dropping mics and doing lip sync? Please no, tell me no. No. It's like, you know how Nick Offerman like makes shit? Like woodworking? Yes. Okay. Um, It's going to be like something like that. Like a design challenge. Yeah, you made show. this one up. Okay. Um, Why is Amy Poehler Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman will co-host the series called Making It, an unscripted competition show where con- contestants will tackle projects based on a new theme with the level of... In- of level of difficulty steadily increasing. They've fallen so far. What happened? When asked what the show Polar said, I'm thrilled to be celebrating artists who make things by hands and I'm looking forward to finally conquering my fear of paper mache. And Nick Offerman says, people who make things are my favorite kind of folk, practical, clever, and terrific in a pinch. That makes me tickled pink to have a front row seat at this prodigious display of talent and admiring and cheering on an amazing crop of American makers. Plus Amy and I have a strong tradition of tomfoolery. So let's see if we don't have some good fun. It's a six Uh, episode season one order from NBC. It's going to be on NBC. Yeah. So I think it's going to be like project runway, but instead of like being with clothes, it's going to be with like woodworking, like crafting challenges. With artists who can't get other jobs with actors who can't get other jobs. No, it's not like a celebrity one. It's going to be like, (sighs) like regular people. Okay. You haven't given me the most skeptical face. We'll yeah. see. I do like Project Runway, that type of reality show. So. Speaking of Parks and Rec cast-offs, yeah. Ghosted got a partial renewal for the rest of its season. <laughs> okay. Um, We've been watching it. I still can't decide how I feel about it's it. It's better than The Mayor, definitely. It's better written yeah. than The Mayor. Yeah. I think the acting is better on The Mayor. But I think um, the writing. Yeah, maybe. I think the actors... Um, but they're changing up, like, the whole... Monster of the Week. Producers and, like, the whole format. And so it's actually being now run by Toby from The Office. 
Apparently he's a behind-the-scenes guy now. Not as Toby from The Office. Mm, I, okay. I, I, he can do it however, however he wants, okay. but he's going to transform it more into a workplace comedy and less emphasis on sci-fi elements. It's not their strongest suit, so I think that might be good. Yeah. If I want a sci-fi show, like a supernatural, paranormal, whatever right. show, I will watch Supernatural, the show. Yeah. Or Teen Wolf, or one of my other shows like that that I yeah. like. Because what's the point of wasting your budget on uh, special effects if Bad special no effects. one really cares about yeah. that bit? Um, Good Place got a renewal for season three. Yeah, it hasn't been recorded here for a while. Are there no new episodes? Are they taking a break? What's going on? I don't know. I'll have uh. to look it up. And on Stranger Things, we need to finish season two because they got renewed for season three. Okay. Um... What else do I have on here? Um, TV shows. His Dark Materials. BBC what? is doing his Dark Materials TV series. I am hoping they can give it the series it deserves. Well, that was funny because you were reading your new edition of of the trilogy. And was it in the forward or the intro where he talks about how awfully received all, yes. of, the, <laughs> yes. all of the feature releases of his stuff have been? Yes. Yeah. Um, it deserves so much better. It could be such a cool... Yeah like tv series or you know yeah. digital media and it was just ruined for numerous reasons when they mm -hmm. tried to do the golden compass with like nicole kidman and stuff yeah so i i think i trust i would not trust an american studio to try and make mm -hmm. it because i think that was the problem with the golden compass is they tried to cater to too many audiences yeah no they just tried to cater to too many audiences so they cut out some of the religious stuff so they didn't offend the religious but they cut out some of the discs so they didn't ref like it, just everything they tried to yeah. like neutralize it so much that there was just no story left and it's really tough to train that polar bear <laughs> yes um so i am a little bit concerned about bbc's budget for special effects yeah but i think that they'll probably do a more faithful job of the source material and be like a oh, little boy. less scared of um religious consumers how great was Hugh Grant on the Graham Norton show talking about how his elderly father thought that Paddington bear, they may have Wait, used a real bear. bear. <laughs> um, you say you don't get British humor and you giggle. It's not. Graham there's a Norton. big difference between that and... Um, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. And what's the... Monty Python. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, one trailer that is out and that produced the same exact reaction uh, from both of us, I think. What do you think I'm going to say? The Room and the Disaster Artist? No. Oh. Incredibles 2. Oh. We both just kind of uh -huh. went, eh. Yeah. Some people have very, like, Pixar is such a strange thing. Like, people have strong reactions to most Pixar movies. I cried at Toy Story 3, like, a lot. Yeah. A lot. And then... And Monsters, Inc. with Boo? Yeah. I'm trying to think of what my favorite Pixar movie actually is. Probably either Wally. -E. Finding Finding Nemo's pretty good. Um, but yes, we have, we know some people who are like diehard Incredibles yeah. fans. Yeah, it just doesn't quite do it for me. Wait, was Big Hair 6 Pixar or is that, um, DreamWorks? No, it's not Pixar. Um, I thought you were going to say The Room and the Disaster Artist because I have lost years off my life just from the two minutes of watching that trailer. You're not, you're not in with the Brothers Franco? Could not pay me enough to watch that movie. Hmm. Um. You know that's kind of the point though. But anyways. <laughs> But it's the movie about the movie, and they're both yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, just it's I don't, meta. No, it's, it's not. Meta. It's terrible. It's a waste of my time. It's literary fiction. Um, to die in a gunfight? Did you hear about this one? No, Some sounds sort of very literal. modern Romeo and Juliet um, adaptation. adaptation. Yeah, you haven't heard about it? No. I forget who's in it. It's like real people. Is Hold it on. a musical? It, I don't think it's a musical. Is it Pixar? <laughs> I don't think it's Pixar. To die in a gunfight. You're going to get some weird it, Google results yes. for this. Olivia Munn and Helen Hunt. Okay. Are Romeo and Juliet. And Josh Hutcherson is Romeo. Uh, he, he's very short. And Olivia Munn is Juliet. Oh, she's pretty tall. Yeah. They're going to have to do the Tom Cruise effect. The film follows two star-crossed lovers who share an eagerness to break from the confines what? of their lives um, that leads to an all-out struggle for their love against a backdrop of corporate espionage, revenge, and a long-standing feud between their families. She's like late thirties, and he looks like he's twelve. Yeah. Hmm. So it has. It's like some sort of like modern, like New York City version of Romeo and Juliet. It's gritty. Is it though? Hmm. And the only trivia on IMDb is Zac Efron was once attached to this <gasps> film. Zephron. Um, anyways, so that's happening. Okay. Um, what else did I have? When are we going to see Call Me By Your Name? 
What's that the one? The one with the army hammer and... Is that a person? The one from Social Network who was twins, but he wasn't. Okay, yeah. Um, it's like a, a indie gay in Italy film that's getting really good reviews. Okay. And I think it ho- I hope it'll be better than Lady Bird. <sighs> we'll save that for another mm-hmm. podcast. Okay. So I want to see that sometime. Um, what else? Two more things. Mulan. They yeah. cast the Mulan for the live action Mulan. The live action. They cast Fabian. Yeah. Who is it? Some beautiful Chinese actress. Okay. Who's playing the dragon? Mushi. <laughs> Mushu. And hopefully not an African American because that is not <laughs> at least it's not a white guy, but mm. um I'll show you. She looks she's very beautiful. Eh? And she was in um one of the um Jackie Chan movies. Oh, okay. I not think of the name Jackie Chan. Yeah. Um, so she has experience with like martial arts. Mm-hmm. This is her. Yeah, man. She looks kind of like Mulan. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Hmm. They've hopefully done casting correctly. I'm still kind of in denial that they're not going to do the songs. It's not a musical at all. <sighs> no. Why not? I don't know. Why did they do the Jungle Book like that? I don't know. Lion King is going to have songs, correct? Yes. Beyonce is in it. So then this is the next one in the pipeline? I guess so. Hmm. Um, and the last one. What? Did you see the trailer for Infinity War? No. Avengers. Infinity no, there's War. not another there's one. There's another oh, one. No. Yeah. No. I could not even follow the trailer because each, like, star was in there for two seconds. Yeah. To the point where I just so have no idea. Bloated cast. It is so bloated because now mm. all the Guardians of the Galaxy are in it, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a lot it's going just, on there. It's not for me. <laughs> okay. Saw the headline, didn't click it. Saw the it's headline. Not for me. I'm gonna get to your teacher that says saw the headline. <laughs> I was trying to come it. up with the acronym S S T H D C I. I don't think we can use that. Okay. It sounds like a sounds like an STD. <laughs> um. So yeah, lots coming up. Some of the things that I'm excited about. Okay. Well, this podcast is going to be exciting coming up. We have a bit of a back- backlog to work through. We do, and then we have Christmas, so I don't know how many we'll even get through before holidays. We'll see. We'll do our best. So we do have a little bit of a backlog, but mm-hmm. we should have some new stuff coming at you. Fresh that we're content, see. yeah. Um, and then some other probably catch-up stuff at some point. Yeah, because there's like 20 different movie theaters in a five-mile radius of us here. And we've got no friends, so. Yeah, it's a perfect recipe. (laughs) And there's a lot of movies coming out this time of year. So we have a lot of back content. Downsizing out Christmas Day. (laughs) We are not seeing that. But if you want to sponsor us downsizing, I will continue to talk about you. (laughs) Yes, we will do that. Week out. We will do that. Um, So if you want to see any of the links that we talked about here. Yeah. You can look on our Twitter at DDGetDown. You can also send us an at, you know, just if you're lonely, if you have fan mail. Our biggest fan, Andrew, sent us a nice one after we met him over Thanksgiving. Yeah, we did meet a fan in person. Two fans. We did a house house visit. Which Two we're of our three fans. Available to do. Yes, we are. We're free. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for a neat and tidy, quick podcast, but we'll be back again soon. All right, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, 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 bye.